Hello, Freedom Fighters. How's everybody doing on this lovely Thursday evening? Now, I'm still in India, so for me, it's actually um, almost one o'clock. It's about quarter to 1 p.m. So a bit of a time difference there. It's been a bit of adjusting and getting used to. Uh, but we're here tonight to talk about the seven tips for managing rental properties. And we've had a few technical issues, so just bear with us. We are hoping to get Xenia on the show tonight, live and loud. So she, she might be dropping in, but either way, we're going to get started and talk about that tonight. Now, please make sure you pop all your questions in the chat because I love talking to you guys and connecting. And this is really your opportunity to get to talk to me about property, what's on your mind, if it's anything specific to managing properties, you know, getting tenants, all those sorts of things. Because the reality is in Australia, we're in a rental crisis right now. So there's not enough houses for people to live in. And it's a very unfortunate situation. And there's a lot of competition when it comes to actually getting a property. If you're a tenant, um, you might have to apply to multiple properties, even just to get one application accepted. So it's an interesting time that we're facing right now. And I really hope that, you know, something changes, especially in 2024, where we have enough properties that are being built so we can supply these people because there is a genuine need there for more properties to be built so that more people have places to live. So it's fascinating that we're facing these times and it's, you know, looking like, I don't know what's going to change really, you know, something's got to give, we've got to have something happen in order to fix this situation because it's a very unfair situation, especially if you're someone who's looking for a house to live and you're going to have to go to all that effort. But we want to talk about the, the other side of the coin, I guess, where you're owning a rental property, how do you make sure it's a fair, equitable experience for people? And what are the tips for you to actually manage your asset to make sure that you've got your property working and ticking away in the background there? Because essentially, you're investing in property, and we need to make sure that everything's set up so that you are successful with having that asset operate basically like a business and you want to make sure that you've got things happening with your tenants, you're collecting that rent, uh, everything's working and it's like that symbiotic relationship. So really it's understanding the changes that are happening and so things change within the law. So getting familiar with that and that's part of your property manager's job to make sure they understand the specific law because within Australia the property management rules and regulations are different from state to state. So if you've got a property in South Australia, the laws there are different to the laws in Queensland. And again, in Sydney versus Tasmania, there's a lot of different nuances there. So you really want to get a property manager who understands that specific state's laws, regulations, all of that stuff. Now, I just want to make sure that everyone can hear me okay, you can see me okay. Type in G2G if you're good to go. And let's get talking. If you've got some questions, I'd love to have a little chat. So let's check it out. So we're going live. Fantastic. Beautiful. And even if we don't get our special guest on tonight, we'll be getting our special guest, Zenia, over in our private chat that we're going to be having. Thanks, Nick. Fantastic. 
good to know that I'm, I'm being received from the Indian airwaves. It's all getting through to Australia there. And type in the chat and let me know where you're watching this Facebook Live from because I'd love to know whereabouts in Australia you're located. And tell me if you know anything about the, the law when it comes to what's different with property management over there in the state you're from. Because like I said, it does vary from state to state. So having someone who can familiarise themselves with that stuff and really just be on top of it, if anything changes, uh, making sure that they're up to date with the most important things to make sure that obviously you're all compliant there. So that's probably my first tip there. Now, second one, and this is a big one, we want to make sure that we've got a effective tenant screening. And what I mean by that is a system that is put in place to make sure you get the right tenants because we want to make sure, you know, the fundamentals and the basics are all taken care of. Things like they've got a job, they can pay the rent, make sure they're the right fit, make sure they've had their background checks done. You want to make sure you're connecting with their previous place that they rented. And that's part of the property manager's job to properly vet those tenants to make sure that you get the best person possible. So do you have to pay every time there's a contract renewal? Um, I guess it really depends. And this is, I'm not a property manager. Let me just start by saying that. But I do work with property managers. So that's specifically that question. That would be something for Zenia to answer. So once we get connected with her, we'll get back to you on that one. But great question and keep them coming. And if there's ones that I can specifically answer, absolutely, I'll get that. Uh, so making sure you get the tenants uh, screened properly, all those background checks done, that's really important. And it has to be the right fit, you know, the right amount of bedrooms for, let's say, you know, you've got a family that's got two kids. You're going to make sure you've got enough bedrooms and they can be comfortable so they stay long-term in your property. So it's a bit of a matchmaking service when it comes to getting the right tenants and the right property and making sure that everything's aligned. Fantastic. Beautiful. So having a professional property manager to go in and sort out anything maintenance-wise for your property because the longer you've had your property, there might be things that need to be fixed. I've got a system where... I, I keep it really simple. I say, okay, if it's anything like under $500, generally, that's okay. Just do it. Anything more than that, I need to take a look. I still do check all of those invoices because I want to make sure that, you know, it is being managed properly. But having a system like that where you've got a good relationship with that property manager and they go out and get enough quotes. I like to get three quotes whenever there's something that needs to be fixed, even if it's something as simple like, you know, a door or whatever, just making sure that they are saving the bottom dollar for you and they care about that property like it's their own asset. So when you're buying a brand new property, not a lot goes wrong for a long time. So you're pretty safe there. Nothing big's going to happen. But the longer you hold your property for 10 years or more, then obviously it does need a bit more maintenance and things like that when it comes to fixing whatever is happening with your property, wear and tear, all those sorts of things. So effective communication with tenants. This is a big one. Uh, and this is a really good tip because basically... Your property manager is like the buffer between yourself and your tenant, and they're the middle person that comes in and has that relationship, but they keep it professional and it's like a business for you where they're protecting you as the property owner to make sure that whoever's living in your property 
is going to be keeping it nice and tidy. They're doing regular inspections and obviously they are paying that weekly rent to make sure that you are collecting those rent dollars and they can continue to live in that property and be happy. So having someone who's got an effective communication style, someone who's going to go the extra mile, go above and beyond and just make your tenants really feel comfortable. I find that really important because you want to make sure you've got good tenants and they're going to be long-term tenants and they're in that property um, and you can keep going. And it looks like we have Xenia who is joining us now. I'm going to, hello, Xenia. Welcome. Hi. Finally on. Fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much for joining I'm, us. I'm phone. So as long as you can hear me and everything's good. <laughs> we can hear you. We can see you. Excellent. Yay. Very exciting. Um, so we've got the lovely Xenia from Vibrant Repeat, property management company in Adelaide, South Australia. So the question we had earlier was, do you have to pay every time there's a contract renewal? Uh, what contract renewal for tenancy? Let us know there if, that, if that's <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> we need more specifics. <laughs> then we can answer that one. Yeah, there's there's two sorts of contracts in property management. So there is the property management agreement, which is between you and your property manager, mm -hmm. um, and that gets renewed every year as well. Um, but I'm I'm guessing that his um, he or she is is probably talking about the lease agreement. So renewing a lease agreement, um, and a lot of uh, property managers do charge a fee to renew. A lease and that is because we still need to do the, all of the market research so to renew a lease it's not just a straightforward you know here's the the terms and conditions of your current contract uh please sign for a further 12 months or whatever we actually do a rent increase at that time if we can as well so there's a lot of mm. market research that that goes into that um uh, so we do a comparative market analysis in 12 months time where the property is up to does it warrant a rent uh, increase which right now it's a hard yes in this market you know how yeah. much should we increase it for uh so we the uh, property manager will take instructions from the landlord and then chase the tenant for that rent increase um or, or that that um that lease renewal notice and that you've got to do it within the 28 days. Right now in South Australia, uh, we've still got the 28-day notice before it goes into a periodic tenancy. We don't want it to go into a periodic tenancy, so it needs to actually be renewed before the 28 days. If it doesn't and it's getting close to that, then what we do right now is terminate the, le the lease agreement and look for another tenant because we don't want those, those properties getting into a periodic agreement. There's all sorts of issues around that. Right. That was um, answered very thoroughly. Thank you for that, Sonia. So obviously to do with the same question again, even if it's the same tenant. Well, that's what a lease renewal is. It's it's the same tenant. Otherwise, it's a, it's a brand new lease. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Great. So I hope that answers your question. Fantastic. Keep them coming, guys. These are great questions and it's good to learn. Um, so I was just talking about one of the most important things for me is making sure that you've got a property manager that has a good communication style and is effective at communicating because that's most of your job, basically, to mm -hmm. make sure you're 
managing that property correctly, you need to be an efficient communicator. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, like most of property management, uh, guys, is actually trying to foresee what's going to happen in three months' time. So mm. this is this is what we're doing. So like today in the, in the office, we've sent out uh, all of the routine inspection reports that, that need to go or notices that need to go to tenants, all of the lease renewals that are going to be renewed in like you know, April, May. Uh, so we're, we're always thinking that that's what property management is. It's always thinking three months ahead, what's going to happen three months ahead and trying to mitigate those losses now. Uh, and yeah, being very, very good at communication with both the tenants and the landlords to try and get all of that back and tie that all into place. Um, because if you don't do that, then things are going to fall apart in three months very quickly. So you're always thinking two or three steps ahead with like what's happening in three or four months' time. You've got to do a lot of like future planning. Well, that's what property management is. It is a lot of future planning. Yeah. So, you know, day to day we're always thinking three months ahead. We're thinking 12 months ahead. Mm -hmm. um, and also right at the very, very beginning when you do a lease, we're thinking that, you know, this tenant is going to sue the landlord. Wow. So to mitigate those losses, that that's why we take, you know, up to a thousand photos at the beginning of a tenancy. Because what happens if a tenant manages uh, damages a property, and mm. we don't have any background to? to um, You've got to be able to justify your claims and have the evidence there. So you go and take the photos, yeah. set yourself up so that, you know, if anything does happen, you're able to sort it out effectively. That that's right. Yeah, we've got all of the backup evidence to protect that landlord as much as we can. Yeah, nice. Fantastic. This brings me to my next question, Zenia. Um, how do we go about insurance and liability protection? Okay, so when you take out an insurance pro uh, policy on your property, there's mm -hmm. three types of insurance you, you need to have. And they're usually within the same policy. So you need a building policy. You need public liability policy. We have that up to about $10 million. And you have landlord's insurance. Yes. Um, usually wrapped up in one policy. The um, insurers that I would be going for are something like Terry Shear or yeah. EBM or PI Plus. Um, the ones that are actually property insurance specialists. Uh, so, you know, keep away from things like SGIC and uh, all of the ones, if, the, if your bank has recommended them, keep away. Uh, Avoid like the plague if a bank yeah. recommends it. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because, you know, we haven't had too many public liability claims in our office, but the claims that we do have on a regular basis are rent default. Uh, so most people don't know how to manage their money. Uh, most people don't do any any courses with you know um, positive property, so they don't know how to manage their money. They don't don't know you know they they don't have the forecast. So the risk of a tenant getting into default because of divorce, because job loss, because you know they're they're suffering some kind of illness or mental illness or something like that is about five percent, and a five percent chance is actually high when you look at it. Wow. It's actually a pretty high 
punt even yeah, if I don't think that hearing five percent it sounds low so you I, but you don't know what you don't know so that's fascinating yeah yeah so w with us with 300 pro properties five percent is a property every month is falling wow. into so uh even when they look good on paper you know you can do all of the screening in the world how would you screen if a tenant is going to go through a divorce mm. and then not be able to afford the rent because their partner walked out or you know all of that kind of thing that's why you need the specialist insurance uh because they have no rent default um excess right so and also also importantly they don't use the bond so they, they actually don't use the bond as an excess so if you if you go with somebody like sgic who's using the bond as an excess why even have insurance yeah why not off the bond uh you want to be using the bond for non-claimable expenses on a property like water invoices or um cleaning and gardening and all of those things that are that insurance doesn't claim you do not want to be using the bond for actual um rent yeah fault you know, claim you want them to Give, give you all of that rent default back with no excess. Absolutely. That's why. We've had a good question come through. Um, is it compulsory to have landlord insurance? Could this be an oversight with an agent if they haven't checked if it's in place? It's not compulsory. It's compulsory by your bank to have building insurance because they don't care about your income. So yeah. I personally yeah. find having landlord insurance to make sure that you do get paid for any loss of rent, it's like peace of mind um and just makes me feel comfortable i have it for all my properties um mm. and i get a really good deal through uh terry shear again because obviously they're doing things like my build as well so i think if you get the right insurance package uh, i prefer to have it in place for me personally yeah me too i've got it for my rental properties as well yeah uh, and is it an oversight? Uh, well, ultimately, you know, the, the ultimate responsibility for a property lies on the landlord. So mm -hmm. it's your property, your property manager should be telling you about um, landlord's insurance. But if they don't, I mean, who's responsible for your property? You know, Absolutely. ultimately. So yeah. you should be telling them as well. So Absolutely. I'll, I'll... And about getting educated and looking at your investment as a business essentially and it's there to make you money so if you're going to have something that's going to help you do that weigh up whether yep. or not it's going to be worthwhile for you fantastic beautiful could you give uh would you give the landlord insurer give a discount for multiple properties that's probably a question that's definitely a question for an insurance company <laughs> That so possibly it's typically about um about 350 dollars a year so that's not a lot of money not that's less rent yeah. now so it's not a lot of money for the peace of mind and the the protection that they actually give you and it so, could potentially help you um stop you from losing you know thousands so for me it's a no-brainer it's a simple call yeah absolutely mm. Fantastic. I think we have run out of time because we've got to jump into our private um, property coaching group. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. We will see you next week, same time. Make sure you tune in. We've got an exciting episode coming up. 
And uh, we're going to head on over. But thank you so much for joining us for tonight's Facebook Live session, Zenia. And we'll see you soon in the group session. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.